Hello, my name is Dr. Alexander, and I'm having a seat at the table with Wiley Brazer. Come have a seat at the table. You've got a seat at the table. education, technology, and entrepreneurship. I hope you find value in it and subscribe to listen to future episodes. All of you returning listeners, I'm truly thankful that you have found, that you have joined me and found value in what we're trying to do here. Um, I've got a lot in store. We've got some great guests previously, and we've got a lot more to come. And today's phenomenal guest I'm sitting here at the table with today is Miss Desiree Alexander. Hello, Desiree. How are you today? I am good. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. I am great. So glad to have you taking a seat at the table today with me. Let me tell everyone a little bit about Desiree. Miss Desiree Alexander is an award-winning multi-degree educator who has been in the educational field since 2002. She is currently the Regional Director of North Louisiana for the Associated Professional Educators of Louisiana. She is the founder and CEO of Educator Alexander Consulting, LLC. She consults with members of several schools, businesses, and presents at conferences nationwide. She holds various certifications as well as multiple technology certifications, including, but not limited to, IC3 certification, Google Certified Trainer, Google Innovator, Apple Teacher 2016, and a Microsoft Innovative Educator Master Trainer. She is one of the 2017 Young Professional Trailblazers, 2017 PBS Learning Media Digital Innovator for Louisiana, 2016 Apple APEL Member of the Year, 2015 Louisiana Association of Computer Using Educators, and the Campus 2015 Teacher of the Year in Zachary Community School District. You can learn more about her at educatoralexander.com. Thank you again, Desiree, for coming to the show today. Uh, thank you for having a seat at the table with the audience and I. Well, thank uh, you for having me. Today we're going to be discussing branding. So uh, I know that you have worked to build your brand and you've done a great job with it, by the way. But I want to start with the basics, okay? So for everyone who doesn't know exactly what it is, can you tell us what is branding? Well, first of all, let me say my voice is a little shocked because I've been sick this week, so I apologize. But uh, what is branding? So in a nutshell, branding is marketing yourself. It's usually marketing a company or a product or something that you actually want to get out there that is going to draw a line between you and what you're trying to get out there. And I don't want to say what you're trying to sell because you actually may not be selling anything. 
but that product, even if that product is you as a fill in the blank, you as a caterer, you as an educator, but it's putting that line between the personal you and the you that you are trying to actually market. And branding is that marketing plan to say, okay, this is who my audience is. This is what I want to get out. How do I bring all that together in one under on one umbrella? So we have a lot of people, a lot of educators out there. They have a lot of different things going on. You know, they have um, a lot of our educators are way more super than they think they are. <laughs> they have, um, you know, a company over here, even though they're not calling it a company. They're tutoring a tutoring program over here. You know, a, a a teacher's account over here and all this different stuff. But when you brand, you're going to bring that all under one umbrella and make it easy for people to actually get to and easy for people to associate what you do with an image and with that with that that visualization. All right, cool. That, that's great. And and as educators, you know, we all have a side hustle, some type of side hustle, like you just mentioned, you know. And so uh, many educators, as they are trying to, you know, build their side hustle into an actual business, you know, they have to come up with names and colors and, you know, all of this different stuff. So, like, you know, how did you go about, you know, coming up with your particular name and branding and, you know, tell me about that process. How did that work? Okay, well, my personal story is I started consulting some years ago. I've always, I always had a passion for helping teachers. Even, you know, as soon as my second year of teaching, I had, um, you know, student teachers and I was helping the new teachers coming in and I was still new myself, but I was still helping. So I've always had that passion for helping educators. So as I, you know, um, went on with my career, moved around, moved to Texas, came back to Louisiana, did different things. I started to consult. I wasn't calling it consulting, but I started being hired by, for example, in Dallas. When I was in Dallas ISD, I got hired to help librarians pass the librarian exam. So that was kind of my first introduction to actually being paid to consult. And I was like, what? I check. Yeah, I was like, what? And then, you know, moving back here, I was hired. I have to give immense props to um, the the um, the public library that in St. Francisville in Louisiana that I was uh, I was hired by them to be a teen library consultant and um, what happened was I didn't know how to market myself I didn't know you know um, she asked me how much do you get paid? And I was like, I don't know. Just give me like twenty dollars. You know, I'm like, I'm like, I'll do it for free. And she's like, no, you have to understand that you are a consultant, you are a professional. So she really helped me get that in my head that you know what, you are a professional. And if somebody's asking for your services, you need to have an answer. You have, you need to be able to tell them how much you charge and how much you and that kind of stuff. So that really set me on the path. Then I started consulting even more with different companies, um, teaching online classes and just doing all this stuff. And finally, I realized I was doing a lot of little things all over the place. And then people started coming to me one-on-one -on -one for help. And it just, it didn't get out of control, but it just was getting messy. So, you know, I started asking around, like, how do you 
get this together. And that's when I learned about branding. And you, that's when you bring all of those services under one umbrella. And it's not, it's not like, oh, you're the one that do that. Oh, you're the one that do that. No, we, you know everything I do because it's all under one umbrella. It's all under one name. So that's where Educator Alexander was born. I actually changed my email address to Educator Alexander because I needed to change from Yahoo to Google because I was a little bit a while ago. And I just chose Educator Alexander. And then when I decided to brand myself, um, somebody said, oh, you already have a name. It's Educator Alexander, right? And I was like, yes, it is. It's Educator Alexander. Yes, that's um, it. That's that, so that's where that was born. That's where it came from. And then I just went through um, the process of asking myself some really serious questions. And I realized I found out what an LLC is for and things like that. And then it just kind of all started happening. Cool. Sounds like you kind of fell into yours. It just kind of all came together and kind of all the cards laid out exactly how they should, you know, um, if, if you had to, Let's say, for instance, there's someone out there listening or watching that is kind of trying to think of how they need to or what type of area they need to focus in. What kind of you know, mm -hmm. feedback would you give them? The one thing I tell people when I help them start to brand themselves or start to brand their business is who is your target audience? Um, that's a really big question, because if you say, well, everyone's my target audience, well, you're not Coca-Cola. Everybody's not your target audience. So who <laughs> are you trying to target? Even though it may change later, you may add on some, some demographics. But right now, who are you trying to target? And if you're dealing with educators, that's going to be, are you targeting parents? Are you targeting students? Are you targeting other educators? Are you targeting administrators? Who is your target audience? Once you come up with that and you answer the question, what is your passion? So the what is your passion question sometimes gets downplayed because when you ask yourself what is your passion, I'm not talking about, you know, when you were in third grade and you were like, I want to be an astronaut and I'm the president. No, no, like real life, real talk, what are you passionate about? And what I like to, uh, the question I like to ask people is if you want a million dollars tomorrow, what is it that you would not stop doing? That's your passion. And it may not be education. It may be fishing. It may be cooking. It may, but what is your passion? What, what is that thing that, that you get joy from? Um, you may want to think about branding yourself in that. Because if you brand yourself in something that you're not truly passionate about, nine times out of 10 is going to fail. Because you're going to lose interest. People are not going to see that passion just radiating from you. And why would I go to you when I can go to someone who I see that passion from? So those are the two main questions to ask yourself to get started. I do want to tell you that on my website, educatoralexander.com, I do have a section under presentations. Um, it's a branding section. And on that website, there's two handouts that will help you get started. It's actually two planning handouts, and it can help you get started with thinking about your brand. Cool. That sounds like that's a great resource then. Um, so what are some of the you know, essentials of a brand? You know, what are like the must-haves, the main components? You know, um, what would you say that in order to get your stuff together, once you've determined what your passion is and you know who your 
uh, audience, like who you're going to, you know, bringing it all under one umbrella. How, what are those keys that you need to have together? Well, first and foremost, you need to decide, are you branding or are you branding and creating a business? Because it's kind of two separate things. So if you're simply branding, you're not creating an LLC or an uh, incorporation or anything like that. So if you're simply branding, some of the things you must, must, must have, of course, is a logo. You must have your colors because you want to have a color scheme. You don't want your logo to be orange and then everything else is yellow and you know, red and you're like, well, that don't match. So you need to have your logo. You need to have your color scheme. You also want to think about either having a website or a blog outside of your social media presence. So you want to think about either having a website, a blog, or both. But you want to have some kind of landing area. So some kind of area that, of course, websites don't change that much unless you have like a, <clears throat> an upcoming event section or something like that. So you want to have that landing area. You want to have that home where somebody can go and, <clears throat> excuse me, even though everything doesn't change, they know that they can go get the latest information there. So you want to have that landing page. And then, of course, you have to have a social media presence. Even if you don't personally have a social media presence, for example, Desiree Alexander only has a Facebook. I'm old school. That's all I have. That's all I need. I may even get off of that. Okay. Educator Alexander has everything. Snapchat, Facebook, Periscope, Twitter, you know, Instagram, Pinterest, everything. If it's so, out there, if it exists, you, that you're there. There you go. I may not be active, but I'm there. <laughs> so <laughs> um, you have to have that social media presence. Um, and then pick two or three that you're going to be active on. So those are the kind of really small, not small, but kickstart things that you need to do. And then it's going to be stuff like I go through a tip sheet when I'm helping people with branding. And on my tip, tip sheet is stuff like um, write yourself a professional bio. You know, in a professional bio, you're not saying I. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. Uh, you're not saying I, you're saying he and she. She did this, he did that. So write yourself a professional bio and write it at different links. Because my professional bio is pretty long, but I have different links. So if I have to sing it to people, they're not going to want to read five paragraphs about me. You know, I mean, they should, but they're not going to want to read five paragraphs <laughs> about me. So, um, you know, you have it at different links. Just save it in a Google Doc, a Word document, whatever. Save it. You have it there for anybody that needs it. You also want to get yourself a professional picture. Okay. So that's not a picture with somebody cropped out. Even if it's your family, I don't care. It's not a picture with somebody cropped out. It's not a selfie. If you can't find somebody in your life to take a picture of you, something is wrong. Why would I follow you? <laughs> Have that professional picture where um, you can send it at any time. So, so just little stuff like that. I don't want to go through the whole thing. We'll be here forever. But little stuff like that to get started. And then if you're doing an LLC on top of that, that's when you want to look at um, getting a CPA to do your taxes. You want to look at finding your bank to create your bank account for your LLC. Um, do you want to get, what is it called? Do you want to become a Louisiana vendor? So you can actually go to school district and do stuff. So it's, it's little stuff like that when you're doing with your LLC. Okay, cool. Those, that's some great information. And you kind of described um, um, so if you're going to just do a branding or if you're going to do a business and you know 
as educators, because, you know, I'm an educator uh, as well, sometimes, you know, some people, you know, we get, so we get kind of timid about branding ourselves or, you know, sometimes about starting a business or, you know, why do you think some people uh, don't brand themselves or, or why do some people frown on branding? I think um, I think people that don't brand themselves are, are um, or that maybe a little bit afraid to brand themselves see it as almost bragging on yourself, you know, and that's just not in their personality. They don't want to be seen as somebody who's constantly self-promoting. But what they need to understand that branding is a lot more than um, it's not really bragging on yourself; it's promoting yourself. And we want to think about branding as you are controlling your own message about yourself. You are controlling the message about teachers. We have so many people in education telling us what we do and telling us what we don't do and telling yes. us our work and telling yes. us, you know, all this stuff. So why wouldn't we step up as professionals and say, well, hold up, this is what I do. This is what we care about. This is what I can do that you may not have known that I have these skills. So it's, it's more about doing that. It's more about controlling your message, controlling what you are worth, and controlling what is put out there more than other people doing it for you. So for those people who are kind of like, eh, I don't know if I want to be that person, you know, constantly singing out stuff about myself, you don't have to constantly sing out stuff about yourself. Sing out stuff that's going to help other people, whoever your target audience is. And you control the message about who you are and what you're worth. Preach. So, you know, I always, I love the quote that uh, teaching is the profession that makes all professions possible. You know, so, you know, if we don't, and, and, in, and in public education especially, you know, if we don't tell our story, someone else will. So I love that. All right. So um, you discussed uh, or mentioned that you said you got to have a logo. Okay. Um, and, you know, there are some great logos and then there's some not so great logos. I won't say that they're bad, but they're just not so great. Okay. We want to speak on a speaker from a, a positive perspective, right? Okay. Uh, or value added perspective. So what, 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 how do you know when you've gotten your logo right or, you know, when it's just right or this is the one? Well, <clears throat> when I talk to people about creating their logo, it's a couple of things you want to think about. One is what is going to represent what you're trying to do. When I first started my um, coming up with my logo, it was a hot mess. Uh, I was trying to put in everything that represented me, everything that I love. So it was, you know, the Superman uh, you know, symbol. It was a monkey in there. It was LSU colors. It was, I mean, it was, it was a hot mess. Um, even coming up with my name, I was like, hot super monkey teacher. Like, I was trying to come up with stuff that just, it made no sense. So then I had to ask myself, well, what's going to represent what I'm trying to do? Who am I trying to help? My key demo are teachers. That's who, that's who my concentration is. So I went with the traditional apple. What represents teachers? more than apples and then when it comes to colors you know i had my standard my favorite color had to be in there somewhere and that's purple 
it had to. I don't, I don't care if it was a hot mess or not. Purple was going to be stuck in there somewhere. So I compromised because you want, once you come up with your symbol, the symbol that's going to represent what are you trying to do, who are you trying to reach, um, once you come up with that, you want your colors to make sense with it. So if I have a lion and the lion is purple, why is the lion purple? Like if that has nothing to do with your name or nothing to do with your company, why in the world is the lion purple? Like it doesn't make sense. So you have to have it you know, everything kind of melt together and make sense. So that's where my colors came from. Apples are, apples are red and green. My EA in the middle is purple. So that's kind of where, where your logo should come from. Something that makes sense with what you're actually trying to accomplish. And how do you know when it's done is when you love it. This is your logo. You're going to put it everywhere. You're going to see it everywhere. You don't want it to be like, I mean, it's okay. Nope, it's not done yet. Okay, it has to be something that you're like, this is it. This is, I don't mind seeing this for the rest of my life, right? Now, in years and years and years, you may update your logo a little bit. You know, all companies do. However, you need, you shouldn't be updating your logo every year. That doesn't make, that means you just, something's wrong or you're creating different companies or, so you want to have something that you actually fall in love with and one of the best tools I can tell you for logo creation is Fiverr, and that's F-I-B-E-R-R, -R, two R's, uh, Fiverr.com. So even if um, there's different people on Fiverr that will help you do social media banners and logos and all kinds of stuff, I go to them for everything. And then you have your favorite people, you start going to them over and over. Most of their services start, used to start at $5, that's why it was called Fiverr, now it's actually $6. <clears throat> but hey still um so they can help you make your logo professional so i actually came up with the logo in google drawing and kind of did that and i had some help and then um, i sent that to fiverr to make it snazzy to make it correct to make it professional and <clears throat> one thing that i tell people with your logo is when you make it professional you want to get one with a white background and one with a transparent background because the transparent background can go on colors. So for example, this right here is a transparent background. It's able to lay on top of this picture and it doesn't look janky, okay? But then the white background, you can put on just regular papers and stuff like that. So I always tell people to get both, but those are my kind of hints for logos. Cool, so, so you have described the importance of having a website because you have mm -hmm. to have the landing page so everyone can at least know where to go to find out about whatever it is that you're doing. Um, you know, we are in a digital age now where everything is electronic, you know. Uh, we've been, you know, putting our phones up to the cash register to pay, you know, even without a, the plastic. So um, do how, how important are business cards right now because you know even for myself you know I have some and I don't always have them with me but you know we've got the electronic ones but then it's good to have them but you know so does a person as they are after they've gotten their logo does a person need business cards as well or do you think those are kind of like passe people have different opinions on this my opinion is yes you need a professional business card because everyone is not 
rolling with the digital age. <laughs> I'm sorry, they're just not, right? So if you have that business card and somebody says, oh, I'll just take a picture of it to put it in my thing. Okay, awesome. They still have your business card. But you don't want to alienate people um, when you're trying to promote yourself. You're not trying to teach them a digital lesson. You're trying to give them your information so they can hire you later, right? So that's not the time to be like, well, you should get this app. And they're like, I just want the card so I can call you later. Like, can you just give me some information? So, <laughs> yes, you need to have a professional business card that you can give out. I highly recommend Vistaprint. I go to Vistaprint for all of, uh, most of my printing needs. Um, but you need to have a professional business card. And when I tell people, you know, when I'm going through my branding class and I tell them, you know, if you're doing this with your business cards, stop it. You are no longer in college. You do not bring out your own business cards and no. Okay. No. And I will judge you if I pick up a business card and it has a little, little edges up, stop it. <laughs> no longer. I expect a student teacher to have that. Stop it. Go to Mr. Friend, pay $5 and get yourself some business cards. So yes, you need some business cards and you need to have them on you, Mr. Wiley at all times. Okay. okay. Even if you have a little, I have a little, um, like a little really flat business card holder that I have in my little wallet purse thing at all times. And then like, I may only have five business cards in there, but at least I have, I can give it to five people. So always have, even if you put it just in your wallet and I may get a little, you know, nasty, but at least it's in there at least you can give it out. So always have business cards with you. That's not the time for you to teach a lesson. That is your time to get your information out. So I always suggest business cards. Everyone is not living in the digital age. Everyone's not doing digital business cards and all that good stuff. Have a traditional business card. You never know who you are going to run into that can change your life. And that business card can make all the difference. Cool. So, so uh, we've talked about starting a brand and uh, you've even given a few resources on your website and we're going to drop that in the show link uh, in the show notes and on the website. Um, how, once you get your brand together, how do you protect your brand? Hmm. Well, I actually got mine federally trademarked. Um, my name and logo and all that federally trademarked. So that is, Definitely something you want to think about. And I, I just went to a lawyer to do it. I'm sure you can do it yourself. Um, but that's something you do want to think about if you're serious about it becoming a business. Now, honestly, if it's just a brand and I, I don't think I'm going to ever create an actual business with it to like bring in money and things like that, you know, I wouldn't really go through federally trademarking it. But if it's something that you see that can become your full-time one day or you know that you want to actually invest in and put some time in i would think about fairly trademarking it so no one can really steal your name especially with a name like alexander that's so very generic right so i needed some protection with that name um other ways of protecting some of your stuff um like i tell people when they are giving out resources if you know if you give out a PDF, all you need to have is like Adobe DC to change a PDF to a word and I can steal your stuff or whatever. So doing things like buying Adobe DC so you can actually put a password on your um, PDFs so people can't steal it. Um, using Google 
using Google Drive to share stuff. And there's a, two little buttons that people never look at at the bottom of the sharing screen. And one says you cannot download, you cannot print, you cannot copy. So just doing those simple stuff like that, where if you want to share something, but you don't want people to steal it, then they can only look at it on their screen. So just little stuff like that to protect your name and protect your brand. Um, and when we're talking about protection too, you want to think about things as well as what you're, you are doing that can hurt your brand. So what I usually tell people is like, for example, social media, to do a quick example. With social media, your personal social media and your company or brand social media should not be the same social media account. You need a completely separate account. And with that social media account for your company or your brand, you're not making personal statements on there. You're not talking about your political views. You're not talking about, you know, your religious views and all that. Educator Alexander is a big old blob. She has no gender, race, nothing, okay? Um, Desiree Alexander has a whole bunch of opinions. <laughs> I will talk to you about them at length. Educator <laughs> Alexander So it's just stuff like that that you can do to hurt your brand because I didn't come to your website to hear what you think about the president or what you think about this, this uh, Facebook, what's happening on Facebook right now. I came to your site to get education tips. So it's stuff like that that you want to think about that can actually hurt your brand instead of helping it. All right. So we have talked shop. We've done some talk. And so we are having a seat at the table together. And when we sit down at the table, you know, we talk uh, shop, but then we also get personal as well. So I want to make sure that the users get to know you. They've gotten to know Educator Alexander, like you just said, you know, your professional brand. So I want them to get to you personally as well so okay. here we go we're going to transition into this personal piece the table questions okay okay so um we're going to start off easy what would constitute a perfect day for you huh. I, I i am a workaholic so let me just say that i'm not trying to be like i'm i'm perfect because i'm perfect no i'm a workaholic so i like to work so um a perfect day would, to me would be probably sleeping in late. I get up at four o'clock every morning, so maybe sleep until six-ish. Um, sleep until six, getting up, um, being able to answer every email. That would be amazing. Getting able to answer every email, getting done with all my projects, and then honestly helping an educator at the end of the day, and then having a piece of yellow cake with chocolate icing, and I would be good for the day. I would be very, and watch some TV, because I'm in love with TV. I think I would be good for the day and maybe yeah. read some of my audiobook. And then I would listen to some of my audiobook and then I'll be good for the day. All right. Cool. 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 I'm glad you said listen to your, some of your audiobooks because I know some people, they say, you're reading my audiobooks. Like, wait, how do you read audio like that? Exactly. You're watching, you watching some wavelengths go up and right. down? Okay, I cool. My audio. I would listen to, I've just gotten through like five books. I, I love them. Yes, yes, yes. So, so let me ask you this then <clears throat> if a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself your life your future or anything else what would you want to know um i would not want to know my future i like living day to day um 
you know, I am a Christian. Jesus has that. I don't, I don't have to worry about the future. Um, hmm, I probably want to know my friends and my family's futures. So I can help them like avoid that, avoid that. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to stick with that. I would want to know my friends and family's futures so I can kind of nudge them to avoid certain stuff. All right. So then when we're talking about the future, right? If tomorrow you could wake up having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? You say gain, I was like, I do not need to gain any more weight. Stop it. <laughs> um, I would definitely say the ability to keep going without sleep. That would be amazing when i was younger i could go like 48 hours and still be kicking and now it's like two hours i'm like i need a nap i just want five minutes so the ability to just go 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 and just never get sleep that'd be amazing i can take over the world <laughs> all right so you have uh done a whole lot up to this point and you're building this great brand and your business and everything and I know it is building towards something or, you know, what are some, you know, you're sure you have lots of different projects and whatnot. So what are some of your goals for the future? Uh, some of my goals, if I'm, if I'm thinking business wise, some of my goals are honestly to have a full fledged consulting firm. So I want to actually hire people to go out and teach in the name of educator Alexander. Because that's one of my um, constraints is that I just can't do it all. So um, <clears throat> I've hired people kind of here and there to do stuff. But I actually want to be able to like hire some full-time, quote-unquote, consultants who, if I can't take that, you know, um, training in Illinois, they can go take it in the name of Educator Alexander. So to have something like that would be amazing. And to be quite honest with you, um, I've had some jobs in my life that I've absolutely loved. Uh, and then I've had somewhere, you know, as soon as I'm there on day one, I'm planning how am I going to get out of this? So the job, the full-time job that I have right now with APEL, um, I, and it's not, like, believe me, if I didn't like them, I wouldn't bring them up. <laughs> so I just wouldn't talk about them at all. But um, I honestly love what I do with them because I'm – I'm doing the same thing I'm doing with Educator Alexander. I'm training teachers. I'm reaching. I'm helping. I'm answering questions. So I honestly want to stay with that company as well. So as I build Educator Alexander, my plan is to also stay with APEL and really do both. I mean, they're both just phenomenal opportunities that I never thought I would have. So my honest future plans would be to build up Educator Alexander to where I have those consultants who can work for me and continue with APEL. Cool. That sounds like a great plan. You know, it's always great to, to, to be in a position and in a, a, a place that's not just a job. You can see it as a career and you, you are enjoying what you do and the people you work with and you see the longevity and the security and all of that jazz. That's like always a blessing. So um, before we go, we always have every guest 
to either tell us a joke or tell us a quick story. Um, it can be from your experience as an educator or not. Totally up to you. So again, uh, either, either a joke or a, sh a little short story uh, from your life. Okay. Well, you know what? I'll do a short story from my life. I'll answer the question. Sometimes I get the question, like, what is an interesting thing about you? So I'll just go there because I, I don't know any jokes that I want to make sure I stay appropriate and all that kind of stuff. So um, <laughs> with uh, interesting about myself, I was born in Belgium, Europe. I was um, an army brat. So I was born there. I know nothing about it. I just was born there. I was also born with a cleft lip and cleft palate. So that's when this is open and the top of your mouth is open. So I had to get many surgeries throughout my life um, for that. And um, the doctor when I was born told my mother to not expect much from me. Um, that I probably would be very withdrawn and things like that. And I wouldn't really speak that well. And I really wouldn't do, not do much, but just don't expect these big things from me. So thank God my mom didn't listen and she raised me to be a strong person. And um, I guess that is my short story. Cool, cool. Did not know that. That is great. That is great. Um, so any last thoughts or any last parting words for everyone um, before we give some contact information? Just that you can brand yourself. You can do it. it it's going to take time to get it right. It is work. But you're going to put work into anything that you honestly want to do. So you can do this. You have resources out there. Reach out to people who are already doing it, including me, including Wiley. Um, you know, you have those phenomenal, not calling myself phenomenal, but you have those phenomenal, really nice people out there who are willing to help you. So reach out. You can honestly, honestly do it. And you are phenomenal. So don't, you know, you just said promote it. Okay. You're phenomenal. That's why we have you at the table today. So, um, uh, and speaking of reaching out, where can people, uh, reach out to you, learn more about you, your, your company, what you're doing, how can they connect with educator Alexander? The good thing is all you have to do is remember educator Alexander because my website and my blog are at www, which you don't have to say anymore, educatoralexander.com. My uh, email is educatoralexander at gmail.com or Desiree at educatoralexander.com. You really just have to remember Educator Alexander. And my phone number is 318-759-7591. So I'm much better with email. But you can go to my website and find out literally everything. My bio, my resume, what I do, uh, all the free resources, what I sell. Um, and some of the things that I actually do is I, I do a lot of training. I do training on the SLLA test. Um, so if you want to become an administrator and your state uses the SLLA test, I do SLLA test prep. I do a lot with classroom management. Of course, I do a lot with Google training and Microsoft training. Uh, any kind of technology implementation. I teach a class on Google Level 1 certification. So just a whole bunch of stuff you can find out about it at my website. 
Great, great. Okay, so Desiree, it has been a pleasure having you at the table today. Thank you for having a seat and sharing your time, your talents, and your treasure with me and the world. Uh, to everyone tuning in, thank you for participating in the conversation. And like a home-cooked meal, I hope this show has nourished your body and your mind. So until next time with me, you will always have a seat at the table. Thank you, Desiree, again. Thank you. Thank you.